Hello, dear ones. I'm Barbara Hemphill, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and vision accelerator. Welcome to Christine's Radiant Joy video podcast. If you're not where you'd hoped to be spiritually right now, this series will encourage you to be who God made you to be. Chances are you're a well-meaning believer with a lot on your plate. So thank you for tuning in as you seek Holy Spirit inspiration to move into life to the full with purpose, fruitfulness, healing, freedom, and radiant joy. Hi, everyone. I am so excited today to share with you my friend, Beverly Gibson. Beverly, welcome. Thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting to me. Well, likewise for me. Uh, I think about how our friendship started and where it is today and how much it has meant, I know, to both of us. So mm -hmm. today I would like to share about our friendship and about spiritual friendships in general. Uh, so let's talk about first how we met. You know, many friends meet because circumstances, throw them together. Maybe their kids are, are friends. Maybe they're part of a same club or group. Mm -hmm. And they are attracted to one another and they pursue that. In our case, yes. we were put together. We were, our friendship <laughs> was an assignment. Yeah. And it was a divine assignment, was it not? Absolutely, it was. And it has been a blessing in my life since that day that we we were put together. And I, we trust that the person who put us together, who is one of our mentors, she has this keen way of determining who she puts together. So we trust that the Lord truly led her to put us together. And I want to believe that it was because she knew us both individually from a spiritual perspective, and she knew us as women of faith. Absolutely. And as a result of that, she connected us to see what God wanted to do with our relationship. Absolutely. And she didn't know many of the details that we found out about even on our very first contact about yeah. the things that we have in common. I think she she knew that we both loved to pray. Mm -hmm. uh, and also in the group we were in, we were both among some of the older ladies in the group. Yeah. You're younger than I am, but uh, it, that, was a <laughs> that was a factor. Um, but it, it was, I really do believe, a divine assignment. And yeah. it has certainly unfolded in ways that have blessed me very much. And, uh, and I treasure you. Um, and saying the word treasure reminds me of a friend that I had many, many years ago and still have, but lives far away and I don't see her often, gave me a framed uh, quote from the book of Sirach. And it said, mm -hmm. a faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. Whoever finds one has found a treasure. That was the quote on the plaque and the scripture I have recently looked at again, goes on to say, there's nothing so precious as a faithful friend like you, Beverly, and no scales can measure her excellence, 
A faithful friend is an elixir of life, and those who fear the Lord will find her. So praise be to God for putting us together. Yes. And for um, helping us to be able to share with others the value of our friendship and of friendships between women of faith. Wow. And you have great expertise on that because you've made that part of your life mission, have you not? Absolutely. Just hearing you talk about that favorite quote of scripture in reference to the treasure and the shelter. And that is exactly how I identify with my girlfriend relationships. Uh, our bishop recently preached a message on um the 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 I, I forgot what he called it, but it was it was something to do with finding treasure and just understanding that you know it, he was talking about when the man found the treasure in the field, he went back and sold everything to purchase the the treasure and the field. And so when I think of that in connection to with uh, my girlfriend relationships like you, I think of the cost and the value and the essence of what that. Uh, relationship means to me. And so I do shelter them. I, 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 I can pick up the phone and call Chris and my heart could be heavy when I talk to you, but because I believe and feel like as I do with so many of my relationships, you are a strong tower. I can run into you and be safe, find safety. I'm and that's- put my hands around <laughs> And that's the way I just see my friendships and they're different aspects of friendships from different circles and walks of life, but they all are treasures. And I just love the whole essence of the girlfriend relationship. Uh, would you talk a little bit about the group that you formed? Uh, it was during, I think you started it during COVID, but it was girlfriends that would meet on Zoom. Yes, it's a it's a group called The Gift, and the acronym for GIFT is Girlfriends in Fellowship Together. And I th that that came out of a song that I heard one morning when I was on my commute to work that I loved by Donald Lawrence, and it's called The Gift. And some of the lyrics in it talks about the gift that looks good on you. You know, it talks about the things of this world try to beat you down, but how resilient you are as women. And I just immediately made it personal. And I began to think about my girlfriends, the gift of them and how fellowshipping with them, whether we are shopping or having a meal or a cup of tea or talking to them across the country as we are doing now, because you're in California and I'm in Georgia. I just thought about the gift that it is. And so I've, the Lord laid on my heart to formulate this group of women and it's called the gift and it's the gift with Beverly because gifts are to be given and to receive. So I try my best to be a gift in the friendship as well as receive my friends as a gift. You certainly are a gift in friendship. Um, and it's amazing to me, um, again, how much we have been able to support one another through difficulties, through joys, yes. um, and through learning. Since we've been in a in transformational uh, courses together, mm -hmm. we've had a lot to process. And we've also done a lot of 
growth, a lot of spiritual growth, a lot of elevation of our relationships, our intimacy with the Lord, our understanding of scripture, uh, of so many different ways that we have been called to be transformed, even, mm -hmm. even along the lines of learning what the difference is between acting like a girl and being a mature, faithful woman of God yeah. in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so we've been able to talk through those things and really help each other to digest and uh, really to take into ourselves and start to embody yes. various things that we've been learning. You want to share a little bit about that? Well, when we talk about um, the the Juicy Woman University and the Bountiful program that you and I are both a part of, led by, as we say, the Debrina Jackson Gandy and co-led with uh, D Delana Elliott, we think you can only you cannot help but think of the new woman that we've become. We came into this program, as you say, as some of the more senior in age women who were in the program. But what I love most about the program is that the transformation that comes from being in it spans age, it spans race, it span, it, it span, it, 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 none of those things matter if you come willing to do the work of transformation to be called from your girl to your woman. Yeah. And I have absolutely loved being a partaker of that because not only was I experiencing my transformation, but at the same time by us being given the opportunity to be juicy buddies, I was experiencing your transformation. I could, I could, I could celebrate your wins. I could celebrate the things that I saw with my own eyes become a part of the new woman of Chris. And so this new woman that we become, finding her has been an exploratory, awesome season of our lives that we walked away with things that are priceless that we could have never bought regardless of how much money it costs. Yeah. So I just thank God for setting us apart for that this season of learning and growing, realizing that to whom much is given, much is required. And so now it's our time to pay it forward. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think in terms of some of those really initial changes, even in the very first year of Juicy Woman University, and we did two years in Juicy Woman University and yeah. then went on to do two years. We're in our second year now of the Bountiful program. And in those, I remember, first of all, that I signed up for it because it talked about a person who was in what Debrina called reboot. And <laughs> yes. it, it meant that we were ripping and running through life. Yes. We were putting in a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. We were trying hard to do everything well or right or completely or superhumanly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we also were 
busy. When people would ask how how we were, the answer often had the word busy in it. Busy, but busy, yeah. but good. Busy, but God's doing good things. You know, things like that. And yeah. we also sometimes, I know I was sometimes overwhelmed and overdoing. Yes. And so one of the first challenges was to overcome busyness. Mm -hmm. And you put that in terms of finding peace. Mm -hmm. You spent, you put a lot of effort into making decisions, choices based on what would help you to feel peace. Is that, that that's, right? That's exactly right. Because of the reboot, the ripping and running and efforting and busyness that we tend to accept as normal in society for women, mm -hmm. it had absolutely stolen my peace. I found myself, and I think we talked about this at with one of our um, monthly one-on-ones that we would have with each other. I would find myself um, cleaning the kitchen the entire time I had guests in my house. If it was for Thanksgiving dinner or just a Sunday dinner with my kids over, I spent all my time cleaning and, and wiping and moving and busying myself. And coming through this transformational course, what I found out is that I have to make the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is what is happening right now. Enjoying that moment that you may never get again. You may see a, a lot more Thanksgivings, but you won't have the same people there. You won't have the same guests. So enjoy the guests. When my children and grandchildren come over, stop it. Just stop it. And some would say, well, I need, it's funny, we're talking about this because yesterday we had a birthday, happy birthday to one of my coworkers at work. And she was saying that her children would not allow her to come out of her office because they were fixing up for her birthday when she got off work. And the thing she said was that, I hope they're not messing up my kitchen because I don't like my kitchen dirty. And, and, and I could not help but say to her, even if they are messing up your kitchen, when you leave work today and go downstairs, enjoy every moment that they planned and that they are excited about doing whatever they're doing, because you can always clean up the kitchen but you can't always have the moment when your little babies are excited about fixing you a, a birthday cake or whatever they're doing. Just take a deep breath and enjoy the moment. And those are the kinds of things that seem so simple, but those are the things that we were being robbed of. Yes. Those are the kinds of things sometimes you need a friend to say to you. Yes. Um, we both were hearing that in the courses we were taking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we needed to say things like that to each other, too, because we could notice when the other one was multitasking too much yes, or not fully present to the moment or to one another or even in the, on a Zoom call with a group. Be there. Be there and take it all in. Exactly. Be present. That's what, if I would say anything to women who may be listening is that learn to be present where you find yourself. Yeah. Because otherwise you just lose your peace 
and you, I, I would be so exhausted when by the time everybody left for Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, because I've worked the whole time. Yeah. And I, and, and now everybody's gone. I didn't have a conversation. I didn't get a hug, goodbye, running. And so, yeah, just be present because things in life will never be more than people are, more important than people are. That was also a factor in our in our friendship, in our times of getting together and talking. Mm-hmm. We both have uh, granddaughters. And yeah. we would both, if a granddaughter came over, came into the room, uh, maybe for a while they had been with our husbands, with their wow. grandfathers, and then they come into the room. That was always a good enough reason for us to say, got to take a little break here. Yes, yes, we understood that because uh-huh. we're both grandmothers, we both are wives, uh, and we treasure those relationships and those opportunities as well. And that we also did learn that self-love is very important, self-care, not in that uh, egoistically way, not in that self-indulgent way, but honoring that when God says, love your neighbor as yourself, Mm -hmm. that means we are also to love ourselves, which means to have the respect and the honor to care about certain limits or boundaries, to care about respecting our body's needs for sleep, for good nutrition, for pampering, for sacred baths. Yes, sacred baths. What I've learned, what the well- what I came up with as a result of the the whole self-care explosion kind of thing and learning the different ways to take care of yourself, I decided selfishness is self-care. Well, now, it's labeled as selfishness in a derogatory way. That's what I was getting ready to say, because selfishness usually has a very negative connotation. Yeah. But there is a level of selfishness that is absolutely self-care because it allows your no to be no and your yes to be yes when you are saying it in light of taking care of yourself. And aligning yourself with what you have listened to God about and you know that God wants of you yes. and you know what you need to do to be in obedience to God because you have prayed and listened or read the word and right. applied it to your life. And uh, so that was another thing that we all, that's another thing we always can support each other in. Because we've been through this same thing um, and because we both treasure being, having integrity and honesty and Mm. good self-care and treating our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, We've been able to reinforce that kind of changed behavior in ourselves from what we may have done before with all that busyness and running around. Mm-hmm. And it's been some of the hardest conversations, but like you say, we have to hold one another accountable as girlfriends, and especially uh, girlfriends who are both believers that we have to hold each other accountable. And sometimes it's a tough conversation. I've had to have some with some of my girlfriends where they were mothering helicopter mothering, mm-hmm. doing things that nobody asked them to do. And then they were exhausted as a result of it. And they thought because 
they were the mother and the children had a need that they were the ones who were supposed to fill it. And sometimes we just have to absolutely take a hands-off approach and you may appear to be selfish, but at the end of the day, you allowing God to do what needs to be done. And when I would say to my girlfriend, I think you just need to back away from that situation and just really trust the God that you serve because you will see his plan come to pass in your children. And I'm, and, and I'm preaching to the choir because when I tell you <laughs> I was the worst when it came to my kids would say, mom, you're so controlling. Mom, you just, just let me one. I would never forget one time uh, my daughter was getting ready to go to a party and it was just late and it was raining and it was cold. And I was thinking to myself as I lay there on my sofa watching TV and she came to the top of the stairs all dressed and ready to go. I said, where are you going? It is raining. It is dark. It is late. It is cold. And she looked at me and she was like, mama, I'm 20 something. You're 60 something. <laughs> <laughs> she said, it will be okay. We go out in the rain. We go out in the cold. <laughs> and I just had to, I laughed because I said, she's right. When I was 20 something, I didn't care if it was raining or cold, but I was trying to control all of that. Instead of just relaxing, whispering a prayer for protection, that God would take care of them while they're out and bring them home safely. Mm -hmm. instead to try to control it and convince her not to go because of all the things that I thought were a problem for me she reminded me she was like mama I'm 60 you 60 something I'm 20 something it's okay so we've shared a lot about our daughters too and I, I'm thinking about a situation with one of my daughters when I was uh, still in that busyness thing addicted to busyness and she was the one who coined that phrase for me I I was talking about how many things I had to do and how little time I had of course uh -huh. I had the same amount of time as everybody else <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, would cut out sleep in order to try to do more or I would beat myself up at the end of the day because I hadn't done everything I meant to do yes I had I was trying very hard to change that and when I started to change it, I really went through kind of a withdrawal. I I had limited myself to just setting three things to do in a day mm -hmm. and only doing those three things and being realistic about it and then taking care of myself or even having downtime and fun and time with my husband. That part, you know, it was almost like, uh, I think the Brenda talks about Self-care is not rewarding yourself. You know, oh, I get to take two hours to spend with my husband. That's good. That's good self-care. No, that's a that's a different level of understanding the marriage relationship and the importance of spending time together. Not a box to check off to say from two to five, I'm going to spend with my husband we're gonna, or we're going to do this, that or the other. While those things are important, we can't ritualize them. Yeah. They should they they should have flow ductivity. We should be able to flow in and out yeah, of like flow ductivity. <laughs> yeah. Just be able to flow in and out of that to leave space for for our husbands to say, "Hey, I just got tickets to such and such. I need you to be ready at five. Yeah, yeah. 
Instead, we got a plan to be ready at five for three months. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said, no, I can't. I can't do that. I have all this stuff to do. I can't be ready at five. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's so much value in that level of freedom as a woman that we don't we we were not experiencing. We were not experiencing because we ran we we were operating by our, our clocks and our calendars and our watch. And while all those things have purpose and they're important, we still have to learn the important learn and understand and, and adapt adapt to the importance of being present being flexible enough to receive the blessing that may come out of nowhere mm -hmm. and understanding how God wants to love us as women. Beautifully put, beautifully put. I'm thinking too about uh, husbands. You know, there are a lot of women who, and men, who will say, my spouse is my best friend. And that's it's wonderful to have a friendship as well as love for our husbands, but there is something that is different in a relationship of friendship between women mm -hmm. and there can be between a woman and a man. Right. And I think it's really been important to me to be able to have that with you uh, and to be able to Sometimes sometimes there's things that happen with our husbands and we need to talk to our girlfriends about it. And it's not it's not a gossipy thing. It's not it, it's a getting the support that we need sometimes to understand about something we need to forgive or something we need to alter about ourselves to make ourselves as you say available to our husbands and more flexible. Um and it just seems to me to be absolutely essential to have female friends for for women to have female friends absolutely i i have a dear friend and she says that her mom who is now in heaven said to her even on her dying bed keep your girlfriends keep your girlfriends close <laughs> because as the old adage goes Yes, you probably have a wonderful husband or significant other who loves you dearly. But what he's not going to do, he's not going to go shopping with you for five hours. He may go for one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's not going to talk real very long to you on the phone because of, that's just not what men do. And he's absolutely not going to necessarily roll over in the middle of the night when you're laying wide awake because of something that one of your children said that bothered you and you were very concerned and you want to talk to somebody. He may wake up long enough to hear what you have to say, but he's not going to share that level at that time of concern that you have. But you know what you can say? I know it's 12 o'clock, but I'm going to call my girlfriend. She'll listen to my story and my concern. And she'll share in what I'm sharing in for that moment. Because as one of my favorite scriptures says, a friend loves at all times. 
Proverbs 17, 17, 17. Yes. <laughs> a friend and a brother was a brother is born for adversity. So I say a sister is born for adversity. When you need that girlfriend, when you need that prayer partner in a girlfriend, when you need that trusted girlfriend who is married. I have a girlfriend. She's a widow now, but she was married. And when I met her, I was so glad because I was like, you're my married girlfriend. So now I can, I have a safe place to share with you my concerns that I may experience with my husband because I can trust you with that because you're my married girlfriend, which makes a whole difference. And that trust, that trust is so important. Um, I know I have trusted you with things I haven't trusted anyone else with. And Same. you have also understood me in ways that sometimes I've called and was maybe, maybe a little, maybe it had been one of those nights <laughs> and uh, had concerns about a, ch a child of mine, an adult child of mine. An adult child, yes. <laughs> And, and you knew my heart and my mind and some of my background well enough for you to be able to really give me wise counsel mm. and perhaps put into words something I was missing. Well, not perhaps, definitely put into words something that I was missing that was an insight that I really needed. So, you know, God would work through you but it was it was based on the trust that we have developed with each other. And Absolutely. I think that's such treasure. And there that whole saying about friends for a season or friends for a lifetime or friends mm -hmm. for a purpose. Um, you're the you're one of the friends for a lifetime. And yeah. it's only been four years, but we it's been four years of really deep sharing. And I, I would like to encourage those who are watching to, to cultivate, to, to sow into and to reap the rewards mm -hmm. of that kind of a friendship. It, it, it takes a choice at yeah. times, you know, it can happen. It can happen in ways that weren't planned, but mm -hmm. it takes a choice to keep it going yes. and to develop that trust and to discern. Who, who are the people who are going to fit that bill? Absolutely. Yeah, because I remember when we met and we we were we were uh, put together in the program, it was a tough season for everybody. It was the pandemic and we were just really just filling our way. Yeah. But you were working for the CDC. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just that, yeah, that it was that time that, even what felt strange was being able to make a new friend, to have a new friend. But God took that time, that set aside time. And we never laid eyes on each other in the natural for almost three years. Right. But it was, it was amazing because it was Zoom. Sometimes it was phone calls. And there were times when we thought we were going to get to meet in person and it didn't work out. And when we finally did, oh my, wasn't that amazing? We, yes, amazing. Yeah. 
as you say that, I think of the scripture that says, be careful how you entertain strangers because you may be entertaining angels unaware. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think of that in reference to both of us being strangers at that time, but how we we both agree that we are absolutely angels on assignment in each other's lives. Absolutely. And God just, he just really nurtures our relationship and allows it to continue to just grow beyond what we can even think or imagine. And I remember calling you one time and my oldest daughter had made some decisions and I just didn't know what to do. I was just didn't know what to do. And I called you and uh, you listened intently as you so well do. And when I finished talking, you says, well, you know, I've been through this, right? <laughs> and it was like, whoosh. Yeah. Everything just lifted. Yeah. It's it's so amazing how how God can open the doors uh -huh. for us like that. And um, and it, that's part of why I know it was a divine assignment. Yes. Because we've done that for each other where one of us has experienced already something difficult that the other needs to go through yes. and have been, we've been able to support one another in it. So. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And just I even, even the, the obvious, the diversity of our relationship, I'm black, you white, you're that salt and pepper, whatever you want to call it. That has never entered into our relationship as an obstacle a question, a doubt that God put us together. It, it was never a factor. It never has been a factor. And I just thank God for that because I know for sure that as God's word says that he knows the plans he has for us. I know that meeting you was one of his plans. I know that too. I know that too. <laughs> thank you. Lord. Yes. And I would say to women listening, I have, in my group, there's a, a, a lady who said to me one Monday night when we were having our meeting, uh, and I was talking about um, writing my book that I'm writing called The Essence of the Girlfriend Relationship. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, and she's 60 something, she says, I have no clue what that looks like. She said she was an only child. She married, she and her husband in ministry for years, and she doesn't, she she can't relate. And that just broke my heart. That's sad, yes. Because I know the value of what that, what it is to have the girlfriend to talk, to do all of the things and to be all of the things and to be present, like we've talked about already. So that's another relationship that I know that God has divinely given me. And I am absolutely um, open to growing with her as a girlfriend and nurturing her organically. Not, nothing forced, nothing uncomfortable. Um, she says to me all the time, she says, I, I'm on a lot of Zoom meetings because of what she does. She said, but I look so forward to your meeting once a month and the women who show up in this space because it feels right. You know she's about to be blessed. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That, that reminds me of one other thing I would like to share, and that is that I have many friendships 
that have come especially through quilting and sometimes mm -hmm. through neighborhoods or um or my kids schools my kids friends people well mothers I met when my kids were little and are still friends so they've been friends now for over 30 years but not all my friends are Christians uh -huh. and I and, and you're a Protestant I'm a Catholic you've got pastoring under your belt I'm a lay person so that's another area of difference between us mm -hmm. it makes no difference it because we have the same love of God we have the same word of God and we have the same heart for unity and for growing and learning but yeah. it has really enriched me to be able to develop uh, friendships through the Juicy Women University and Bountiful groups, as well as through the ministry that I work in that um, have allowed me to be expanding my relationships with women of faith, mm -hmm. which I think adds a really crucial dimension to a friendship. Absolutely. Yes. So, oh, go ahead. I, I can't help but agree because one of the things that you and I both love to do is pray. And so when, as women of faith, you can connect on a girlfriend relationship level and then expand that to praying with and for each other, the, it just adds a whole different dynamic because now when I do call you as my married girlfriend and I share with you about what I may be experiencing in my marital relationship, I know Chris is going to pray for me and with me concerning that matter. Yeah. And likewise to you. Yeah. Since you just mentioned that, I ask you to pray us out. Would you be happy to do that? Absolutely. Thank you for asking me and thank you so much for inviting me to, I just, this feels so warm and fuzzy. I do this little thing on my group every month and it's called um, share, share with us a heart warmer instead of having an icebreaker. We do heart warmers. That's nice. And, and this feels like a, a heart warming experience. It, this has been a heart warming experience. So thank you, Chris. I love you. And I appreciate you for thinking enough of me to share this space with me. Well, I I I thank you for being my being my guest. I didn't even get to say half the things we could say about you. So, and you have another interesting ministry, the your radical love. We'll have to maybe have another podcast another time to talk about that. Yes, please, because I love 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 covenant marriage, mm -hmm. and my husband and I do some work in that area at a local church here in Atlanta. And so, yes, we 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 could talk about that covenant. So marriage. much more to you than we've talked about. But <laughs> this is this was a part I really did want to share because I I think it will bless other people to hear this. So yes. okay. Take so it away in prayer and thank you. I love you too. Love you more. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this set aside sacred time that you have decided on the calendar of heaven that Chris and I 
would deposit into the earth a podcast that others can hear and share and fellowship over and properly glean nuggets that will carry them on in their lives. We speak blessings over the words that have been spoken on this podcast. Bless Chris as she continues to do this faithful work and gather your people together in one accord, always giving you the applause for you being the great God that you are. We thank you and we give you praise for this day. And we ask these things in the matchless name of your darling son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Christine's Radiant Joy podcast. Please visit radiantjoy.us to subscribe to her monthly Radiant Joy newsletter to be notified when her next book is released or to set up an appointment to speak with Christine about Unbound Ministry. And please pass this along to others who might enjoy it. Christine is an award-winning quilt maker whose spiritually inspired quilts is featured in the Reap As You Sew section of radiantjoy.us. You're in for a treat if you go check it out. You'll find her blog and the complete archive of all of her podcast episodes at radiantjoy.us or you can subscribe through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. Each month, Christine will bring you a message of how you are called by God, remembering that we are all God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God planned. You are equipped with every spiritual blessing you need to succeed. We look forward to getting together here every first Thursday. Don't wait. Connect now with Christine at radiantjoy.us. God bless you.